a front row seat to the untold stories as we talk about how to live life on your terms. You're officially part of the inner circle. Welcome to Courtside with Courtney. And don't worry, I comped your ticket. Welcome back to another episode of Courtside with Courtney. I am in coming in hot today. I woke up and this is part of my New Year's resolution and I kind of want to do like a little check-in with you guys because I've been thinking a lot about the things that I set out to do this year now that we're close to like a month and a half into the new year and just kind of have a little check-in because I feel like so many people start their new year off strong and then two weeks in, everything falls by the wayside. And so I want to do a little bit of a check-in, hold myself accountable, hold you guys accountable, just kind of talk through some things that have been on my mind lately. But I'm coming in hot today because I woke up to honestly what I would call a rather, I don't know, let's call it like an an enraging message, something that just kind of set me off this morning. And then I was like, you know what? Not today. Not today. Because as I keep telling you guys, I'm in my fresh out of fucks era. And so this is the year that I stop letting people mess with me and throw me off of my energy and off of my game. I have other things to focus on. We can't always let people come in and sort of commandeer our energy. We have to have a better bubble around ourselves than that. And that's something that I've really worked on this year. So I walked in, I went to the gym. I ended up seeing Rory Gilmore at the gym or her real name. And I was very excited about that. My day immediately turned around after that. And I thought, you know what? Not today. The immediate point at which I turned my energy around, I looked up and good old Rory Gilmore is working away on the elliptical. And I thought that's more like it. So it was just this good little reminder. All in all, though, this year, that's still something that I'm really actively working on. And I've been getting into better routines. I think that's personally helping me create this energetic bubble around myself. So I've been really getting into some good routines. I've been doing my magnesium bath at night, which has honestly been so relaxing. Asper fell in the bath last night though, full blown. So he was teetering on the edge of the bathtub and he, I don't know if it's the smell of the magnesium that he's liking or something, but he's, he like leans over the edge of the bathtub and he dips his paw in and he'll kind of like flick it and the water will go everywhere. He does that a couple of times and he usually has pretty good balance for such a big boy. But all of a sudden last night, he falls fully into the bathtub and I'm like scrambling. He like scratches my leg on the way down. I'm scrambling, trying to get him out of the bathtub, toss him out. And then I'm trying to get out of the bathtub, dripping wet everywhere so that I can, you know, pat him down because he's soaked. It was just like a whole shit show. Um, but the magnesium baths minus last night have been really relaxing and it make the bath super hot. I pour it with like the two scoops of the magnesium. I do the higher dose one, but it's just so nice. I get out of the bath. I journal. I try to really hydrate in the bath. I light my favorite candle. I listen to my favorite music. I've been listening to one of the Morgan Wallen songs that he has. It's like acoustic. I didn't even know half the words that I thought I knew, by the way. I've just been singing along completely wrong. So that was fun. But it's just these like little routines that I've been creating. I feel like have really been helping me stay centered, stay grounded, not let other people fuck with me. So if you're struggling with feeling like other people are kind of 
energy vampiring you, especially when you start your day off like that, a couple of the things that I can recommend are really get into a good routine and do something that works for you because it's going to be different for everybody. The magnesium bath at night has been incredible. Again, light a candle. I've been journaling with my favorite pen. It has to be the lay pen ones from Amazon to be really specific. And then I get in bed. I've been getting in bed so early with my really nice sheets. Hot take, invest in a nice pair of sheets. We're always investing in other things, right? But how much time are we actually spending every single day in our bed at night? Like invest in a good pair of sheets if you're an adult, you know, it's a thing. So get really nice sheets, do some sort of a nighttime routine, make sure that your skincare is on point, do skincare that makes you feel freshy, freshy, (laughs) fresh and glowy and rejuvenated for the day. It helps you decompress, I feel like. And then in the mornings, I went backwards there, you guys. In the mornings, I, I've been setting an alarm and I think I went a couple of weeks there where I wake up naturally pretty early. And so I wasn't setting alarms, but for some reason, when I don't set an alarm and I wake up naturally, even if it's early and at the right time, I wake up more groggy. So I find that if I set an alarm, like a sort of peaceful-ish alarm in the morning that I wake up feeling more refreshed. So I've been setting an alarm in the morning. I'll go to the gym or I'll do Pilates. Today I did legs and butt, which was a great way to burn off a little bit of my frustrations. And it helped me so much. And then I've been making my cloud coffee in the mornings. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it is the most incredible creamer ever. So go to my stories. I have it saved in my highlights, but you guys have to try it. It's so good. Later this month, I'm headed to New York really soon. Actually, I'm going to film three podcasts while I'm there. I'm so excited with guests and people that I love to follow. And I'm also going to film with Jeff, my co-founder for Dibs. It's just going to be so fun. So we have three really good episodes coming from New York. Some of my favorite creators there, which is going to be great. And then I'm hosting a Dibs event for the new Glow Tour launch. If you missed it, it actually launched today. And it's our shade extension of the Glow Tour, which is one of my favorite products that we have now and retrograde rose, you guys is such an iconic shade. So check it out if you haven't, but the glow tour duos for dibs are like a little bit different than the OG original duos because it's a take on that. So it's still going to be double-sided, but instead of bronzer, the OG duos are bronzer. So it's meant to be warmer, give you that sun-kissed look. These are contours. So they're cooler toned and they're meant to sculpt instead of bronze really. And then the blushes are iconic. They have shimmer in it. So it's almost like a highlight blush combo and it is so good. It gives your skin the prettiest glow. So definitely check those out. We have like the most vibrant pink I've ever seen. It's like an electric purpley pink stunning and would be so beautiful on a lot of skin tones. So there's really great shades for Glow Tour if you guys haven't checked that out. Something that I've been thinking about journaling, I realized for a while I was avoiding journaling if we're being honest, because I didn't want to sit down with my thoughts. And I don't think it was something I was necessarily doing consciously, but it was just this thing I I realized that I've been almost running from it a little bit because there was so much that I needed to get out. But the minute that I sat down and just did this like full brain dump of all the things that needed to get out of my head, it felt like a light bulb went off in my head and I've had so much clarity ever since. I was seeing someone recently and it was going well. Like things were good, nothing toxic, nothing dramatic. It just kept feeling 
like something was off and I was questioning it and I felt like things were moving really slow, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I just kind of kept coming back to this indecision about it. Like I was at unrest with it. And I think for me, that's like one of the biggest signs that something's off and that the person just isn't for you. And because it wasn't something dramatic and something huge, it was harder to suss that out for me. But when I really started journaling and getting down to the root of it, I realized that this person, this guy that I was dating was doing all the right things, right? He was being communicative and he was being kind and he was funny and he like, you know, had a job that he enjoyed and all these things that are like on my list, right? Which is why so much of me is like, make a list. You need to be clear because you want your standards to stay high. And so much of me is like, burn the list. Like who cares? <laughs> because I think at the end of the day, you need a list of things that are important to you and non-negotiables. And sometimes that helps your standards stay high where they should be. But sometimes your list can inhibit you because you have things on your list and someone can be everything on your list and still not be for you. My mom and I always say someone can be great and still not great for you because you not only have compatibility, but you just have like that one thing that you really can't write on the list. And if you felt it, you know what I mean, but there's that one thing that's really impossible to kind of lasso and like put words to. And it's just this indescribable connection thing with somebody. And you have to have all the compatibility too, like I'm always saying, but you really do need that thing, or at least I do. I think there is a world where you end up with someone or someone ends up with someone that's compatible with them and not necessarily like you don't have that spark and you don't have that undeniable thing that draws you to someone, but I don't live in that world. Like it's just not a world that I want to live in. I need that spark. I need that intangible thing. I love that shit. Like that's so important to me to feel that. And then of course you have to have again, all the other things that I would consider more compatibility based things. Um, but someone can have everything on your list and not have that intangible thing. And it can still not be the person for you. And those sometimes are the hardest things to cut off because I think we live and a generation where it's a little difficult finding a man that's like a good ass dude, like a good man with a good heart who's kind. And when you close your eyes, they're not going to lead you off a fucking cliff. Like it's hard to find that. And so when you do find it, I think the natural tendency is hold on tight. But there is just a thing where it's still not the person for you. And this was like super early on. This was nothing dramatic. Again, it wasn't like a big deal. It was like we talked for like a month and a half. Like it was super minor. It was not anything major at all. But it was one of those things where he took feedback really well. And I would say, hey, like I'm feeling like this in this area. Can you work on this? And he would do it and improve a little bit. But like he just still wasn't for me. And it took sitting down to journal to really get to that point. Because I was, I was wrestling it in my, with it in my head. So like I called one of my best girlfriends and I was telling her the story and, and, and I was kind of putting everything out there. And I kind of thought in my head at the end of the day, if I'm having all these questions, like, isn't that the answer? And so I think if you're having a lot of questions about someone, it can be the answer. The questions themselves can be the answer because you shouldn't be questioning it that much. Things will always be hard and difficult and you'll have to work through things, but there it should also be easy. It should be simple. It should feel right. And you should want to make changes for someone if you need to. And you should just feel at ease overall. And I wasn't feeling at ease. I was a little anxious. I was a little bored and I just wasn't feeling at ease. And I think that that's, Allie's laughing. 
I was, I was bored. And I think at the end of the day, like that's okay, but it leads me to the greater topic here. I'm always preaching to you guys and telling you that in your twenties, you don't have to follow society's timeline and you don't have to do what is the norm for society. And I think I kind of fell through the cracks on that with myself a little bit. I realized that I needed to look myself in the mirror and say, you know what? Like you're telling other people they don't need to follow the society's timeline, but neither do you and neither do you. And at the end of the day, I think I was wanting a partner. And so I feel like there's been times lately where I've almost forced things that just weren't the vibe for me because I was wanting a partner so bad. And now I'm in my era of really not wanting a partner actively, like really not wanting that right now. And I think I've never felt more free. I want that one day and I want it ultimately when the timing is right for me. Like whatever God has for me is what I want. But I spent so much time wanting it for myself and for Kinsley and just just wanting it. Like I want a person to be there with me. And so I think because I wanted it, I was like accepting less than I deserve. I was trying to, I was almost picking people and I was seeing their potential and I was saying, you know, this could be great. But the reality is like, it wasn't great. You know, like they weren't great for me. And I think that's also okay. For me, not having a partner is a choice. It's a complete choice. I could have a partner. I just haven't found the right person that feels worthy of my time yet. And so for me at this point, I'm waiting until I find someone that's worthy of my time because I'm tired of wasting my time. I'm a mom and that's so important to me. I'm building a brand and an empire, I hope. And that's so important to me. I have amazing friends and that's so important to me. I'm on this like self care journey and that's so important to me. Everything that I have in my life, all these buckets are so important to me that taking time away from one of those things, because I'm a busy bitch, taking time away from one of those things feels like an energy suck unless I'm it's worth my time and energy. And if you're not worth my time and energy, I'm just done giving it to you. And it's such an empowering place to be. So I wanted to do this episode to talk about that because I feel like personally, I'm circling back to feeling the way that I try to explain to you guys, which is you don't have to live by society's timeline. You don't have to do things in the order that people tell you you have to do them in. You don't have to do the things that other people tell you that you should want. It's okay to want different things. It's okay to only have one kid and not want more. It's okay to not want a boyfriend. It's okay to not want a husband. It's okay to want a husband, but not have found one yet. It's okay to be 45 years old and switch careers and decide, fuck it. I don't like anything I'm doing and I'm going to change it up. It's okay to be 65 and switch careers. It's okay to be a stay at home mom and have never had a career and all of a sudden start one. It's okay to be whatever it is that you want to be. And it's a message that we get or some of us get in our childhood that we almost forget to apply to our adulthood. And that's just, it's okay. Life is what you make it on the timeline that you want in the way that you want. And it can look and feel how you want it to feel. And you don't have to let someone else dictate what that is for you. You don't have to feel that pressure. You can relieve yourself of that. And I think whether it's in careers or friendships or romantic relationships or as a parent or whatever it may be, I think it's completely okay to just do shit your own way. It's really healthy. I feel like sometimes I'm looking around at the world and I'm, I see so many people doing the exact same thing. 
and wearing the exact same thing and saying the exact same thing. We're all guilty of it to a degree, right? It's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like we, it's this weird, like brainwash thing that happens. And I see, you see all these trends on TikTok where it's like, it's the light blue glazed blueberry nail. And you're like, or it's just a light blue nail with shimmer on it. Right. And we're all guilty of it. Cause of course I like, we'll make a lip combo and call it something before anybody comes for me. But you know what I'm saying, right? It's all, if that looks good on you, wear it. If you like it, wear it. If you love it, do it. If you don't, don't. So take what works for you and apply it to your life and then ditch the stuff that just doesn't work for you. It is completely okay if you want things that are different than your friends, than what your family wants you to do. Do the things that make you happy at the end of the day. I think about this a lot. We work and we work so hard for what? What are we working hard for? Really ask yourself that question. If you're feeling like you're at your job and you're motivated and you want to do a good job, is it to attain the lifestyle that you want? Is it to you know, work really hard up front and then later gain more time for the people that you love? Is it to get more time for yourself? Is it because you want to get money? You want to travel? Is it what, what are you, what's your why? Is it because you want your kids to have a better life than you? Is it because you like Chanel bags? Like, I don't give a shit what your why is, but whatever your why is, know that because that will motivate you. And you can start to realize that maybe I don't have to do the things that everyone else wants me to do. I preach this all the time to younger people, like in their twenties and in high school and your teens, like I preach this all the time at that age. Cause I think that's almost the age we get the most squeezing and the most pressure, but it's so applicable in your thirties. And that's what I'm realizing right now. And probably in your forties and in your fifties and, and forever, <laughs> because life isn't supposed to be a one size fits all. And I think somewhere along the way, we forgot that. And so whether it's your job and you just hate it, maybe you work someplace corporate and you sit at a desk every day and you hate it. Like you just never get excited to go. We all are going to have hard days at work. I do. We all are. And we all have things about our job that we hate and things about our job that we love. I think it's very normal. But if you wake up and you genuinely dread being somewhere and you don't like it, change it. Or maybe you're single and you've been trying to date and you're a little exhausted. Stop dating for a while. Take a break. Free yourself. Be free. Free yourself of whatever shackles you feel like you've been put in. Because really the only person shackling you is you. That was the epiphany that I had. The only person forcing me to do anything is me. I'm a big girl. And if I don't want to do that, I'm not going to do it. So I'm in this new era and that alone is like a little hypocritical because like everyone says era, but whatever, you guys know what I mean? I'm in this new time frame where I want to just do what feels good for me. And I'm fresh out of fucks, guys. I am fresh out of fucks because it's so boring to do the things that other people want you to do. And it's not fulfilling ultimately and you won't be happy doing it. So do the things that make you happy. Maybe you hate going out. Maybe you want to garden. Garden. Maybe you hate reading and you want to write. Write. Do whatever you want to do. Maybe you can't stand going to the bar in heels. Don't wear heels to the bar. Who cares? Literally, who cares? And I also ask yourself, I like to ask myself this question. I like to ask myself this very specifically. And I say, is this going to matter in five minutes, in five hours, and in five years, or 10 minutes, and 10 hours, and 10 years. 
And if the answer is no, then let it go. The other thing I've really been thinking a lot lately is the tightening of circles. I have really been going narrow and deep with the things in my life, with the friendships specifically, and not wide. Because I found that when I was going wide, nothing felt fulfilling for me within friendships. But the more I've kind of huddled everybody in close and cut out the fringe people and really gone narrow and deep, the friendships are so beautiful and they're fun and they're satisfying. And you feel like you actually have time to answer people's phone call and and they have time to answer yours and you really get in the weeds with people. And that's how you do life with people, right? Like that is how you create a circle and you do life with people. Stop trying to go so wide, go, go narrow and go deep with the people that really matter. That alone has created an immense amount more of happiness for me because I realized I was saying yes to all these things that I felt like I needed to say yes to that I don't really need to say yes to. I was constantly bending over backwards and kind of people pleasing if I'm being honest with myself. And I didn't need to be. It wasn't doing anything positive for me. wasn't being additive. And I think too, that's the same with relationships, romantic relationships. Is the person you're seeing being additive to you? Do they add to your life in a positive way? And are you adding to their life? Or is it feeling really one-sided in some capacity? Are they taking from you? I did a TikTok video about this the other day where I was saying, at the end of the day, You have to evaluate your relationships and you have to look and you have to say, if you're not feeling happy, right? You have to look and you have to say, you know what? I know what this person is taking of me and from me. This person, I'm stressed out constantly. I'm overthinking everything. I don't trust them or I I worry all the time. Is this the right person for me? And so what they're taking from you is irreplaceable. What they're taking from you is your peace. And what they're taking from you is your time. And what are they giving you in return for your peace and your time? These things that are irreplaceable for you. Ask yourself that question. I had to. And even if someone isn't inherently toxic or bad, or it's not this thing that looks really, you know, negative on paper, but maybe you're still just always constantly questioning what the relationship is bringing you. And if you, if it really feels right, or you're wondering what else is out there or whatever it may be, if you're always wondering and questioning and you have anxiety and you just don't feel settled in it, then look and take a a little bit of an accountability check thing and, and look at the balance sheet and saying, is this bringing me more than it's taking from me? Because what it's taking is priceless. And so if it isn't also bringing you things that are priceless, new life experiences, an evolution of yourself and the other person, peace, happiness, joy, love, like if it isn't bringing things to you, then it is effectively taking more than it is bringing you. And if you think about that, like a business deal, it's a bad deal to make. And sometimes you have to look at it that way. Are you making a good deal for yourself? Like are things going the way that you want them to? So for me, in my recent situation, there was nothing inherently really negative or bad. It just wasn't right. It wasn't exciting and it wasn't great. And I haven't fought this hard and gone through what I've gone through for mediocre. Fun fact about me, mediocrity is like one of my biggest fears. And that might be like controversial or a hot take, but mediocrity, I just hate it. And even in a relationship, I want it to feel 
a certain way and I'm looking for something very specific. And so this has been a season of just allowing myself to realize that I just haven't found what I'm looking for and that's okay. And really step into owning what I want. Because I see so many people, especially women, apologizing for every single thing in their life, apologizing for what they want or putting themselves down or not feeling like it's okay to just own what you want. And it is not only okay to own what you want, but it's so important because it's part of almost like manifesting what you want and getting what you want. We're always apologizing for shit. I do it too. I'm guilty of it too. But it's one of those things where someone could come up to you and compliment you and you say, you look beautiful today. It's, oh, no, I don't. Like I have to get my hair done. It looks terrible. Why do we do that? Just say thank you. You know, just say thank you. And it's so applicable in other facets of our life too. But we don't have to apologize for what we want or what we don't want. If you don't want a kid, that's okay. You don't need to apologize for that. It's not meant for everybody. If you want six kids, you don't need to apologize for that either. Want what you want and say it with your chest. That's been major for me this year. Want what you want and say it with your chest because it's okay. And you'll find like-minded people or people that challenge you and, and love you and lift you up and like you for you. The more yourself you can be, the better everything gets. I think there's this line between making a list of what you want and going for it and setting your standards high and not apologizing for it and also being able to put the list down slowly into a little paper shredder and just say fuck it sometimes too in any area of your life. And obviously not with your non-negotiables, but you know what I mean? There's a saying where I went to school at Berkeley and now I can't officially say I graduated because we all know that I didn't. And if you missed that story, it's in one of our podcast episodes. I'll put it in the show notes for you guys, but it was a whole thing. And there's a saying that says you take everything that you learn at Berkeley because you learn so much about music. You learn pretty much everything that you need to know about music, music theory, ear training, how to write a song. Like, I mean, I learned more than anyone needs to hold in their brain about music, how to play, how to read from sight, how to do all of these things. And it takes up so much of your brain. And I, that I don't listen to this, a song the same way that someone that does not have that information listens to a song. I listen to the way that the artist stresses the syllables and I listen to the chord that they used and was there dissonance. And I listen to the harmony and I listen to everything I can pick apart a song because of all the information that I have. But there's a saying about Berkeley that it takes you four years, you go and you learn like everything that you need to know and you soak it all up. And then there's comes a place in a time when you just need to forget everything that you learned and feel it. Forget all the knowledge and the things that are written down that you have swirling around in your brain and you just need to feel it. And I think whether it comes to a relationship or your career path or what you want out of life in general, you have to use all the knowledge at your disposal and all of the life experiences that you have and you can write it down and you can overthink it and you can journal about it. And you can do all these things. You can call your five best friends and your mom until you're blue in the face. And then sometimes you just have to forget it, it all and what everybody else says and the voices in your head that are negatively speaking about yourself or whatever it is, like sometimes you just have to say fuck it all and forget it and put the thoughts in the paper shredder and just see how you feel. Because sometimes that's where the answer is. 
the tattoo that I have on my wrist, Clarity. I've told you guys about this, I think on TikTok, but not on here. I got this tattoo on my wrist and it says Clarity and I wanted it in a place that was really visible because it was important to me that I saw it as a reminder. And to me, what it symbolizes is waiting until I have clarity and then acting on something swiftly. It takes a lot of gusto sometimes to act on something, whether it's breaking up with someone, changing jobs, walking away from a friendship, it's no longer serving you, getting it up and deciding to go to a workout class for the first time in five years, whatever it is, it takes gusto to switch it up pull a little uno reverse, go a different direction, change things up, not stay in your comfort zone, not stay in the lane that you always drive in, that you could drive with your eyes closed, but get out of your comfort zone and go somewhere else, go off-roading, take a you know journey in a road that you haven't been down before. Sometimes it takes, I don't know a better word than in, like I hate saying this because you guys know I struggle with male species sometimes, but balls, like it takes balls to do some of this stuff, but you have to do it sometimes. And when you know, when you can get right with that inner knowing in your head and in your, within yourself, you will really quickly get the answers because you already have them. You have the answers that you need deep down in you and that inner knowing that intuition. And the more you listen to your intuition, the more your intuition multiply, your intuition will multiply. The more it multiplies, the louder it gets. The louder it gets, the easier it is to listen to, but it's cyclical. So you have to start from this small voice and you listen to that and you trust it and it says, take a left and you take a left. And then you realize, oh my gosh, look what's on the corner here after I just took this left. This is the door I've been looking for. It's on the corner and I just, I knew I had to go left. And then you open the door. It says, open the door, you open the door. Look what's behind the door. This, This person is behind the door. This opportunity is behind the door that I just took from the road that I swerved to the left and I opened the door and this person's now here and look at the conversation that we're having or look at this opportunity that's now been presented to me because I went left and I opened the door and I listened to myself and now I'm down a path. And so the more you listen to the voice, the voice gets louder. And so you wait until you have clarity because there's no rush. Again, we're not on society's timeline. You're on your timeline and there's no rush and it's okay to be different. I always tell that to Kinsley. I say, actually, I say, it's what to be different. She said, it's cool. It's okay to be different. It's cool to be different. Do things your own way. Just because you see things copy paste all around you doesn't mean that you need to do it that way too. And so you wait until you have clarity, but then the tattoo was a reminder of when I do have the clarity, I want to act quickly and swiftly. And then you act and it feels so good. It's so freeing. Even when I, you know, stopped seeing the guy that I was seeing, It was like one of those things where it just was this weight lifted off my shoulders. Again, he didn't do anything wrong per se, but he just wasn't right for me. And it was this weight lifted off my shoulders because I didn't feel like a caged bird. You know, like I didn't feel held down by the things that I should be wanting that I didn't quote should be wanting that I didn't want. And so for me, I know that one day I'll find that person, but they're just not here yet. And that's okay. I feel like you always find someone when you're not looking. So watch this happen like tomorrow now that I said that, but you know, it's okay. You don't have your dream job yet. It's okay. If you don't have a friend group that you really, really love, 
be the go off and be the best version of yourself. That's how you attract those people. And if you finally find, if you find yourself constantly at an, a dead end where people are maybe breaking up with you all the time or aren't happy being your friend or don't feel, you know, maybe it's time to then look at yourself inward and think, how could I improve myself? How can I be someone, a friend that other people want to have? How can I be a partner that other people would be lucky to have? How can I be like whether maybe you're starting a business, how can I be a business that someone would love to invest in? How can I think about this even on my Instagram account? Like how is is my, would I follow me? Like if I go and I look at my page right now, would I follow me? So whether you're like trying to grow your social media account or you just want a relationship, be the best you can be and you'll attract the right people. And maybe it won't be on society's timeline and it probably won't be on yours. But if you're patient, the story is so much better. The ending is so much better because we really can't write that type of ending for ourselves. And the more you try to force something, the less beautiful it gets. Whether it's an engagement and you're like in the season where you're ready for it and the, your partner is not ready for it for three years from now, the more you try to squeeze that situation and force that situation, you're just putting yourself at risk of ending up in a situation that you shouldn't be in and ending up in a situation that is actually not in your best interest. And so I would employ everybody to sit back, to kick back, to work your ass off, to work hard, but let life happen sometimes. Sometimes we just have to let it happen and, and let go of the preconceived notions, let go of what other people want for you, and then really get on board with what you want for yourself because you're the person that has that answer is above any other person. Get on board with what you want for yourself and own it and be okay if you don't have it today because you will eventually. If you continue to show up as the best version of yourself, everything else will work out. I like to live my life in a way where I know that I can rest my head down on my pillow at the end of the night. You guys have heard me say it, I'm sure, and go to bed peacefully because I acted in a way that I was proud of that day. And I acted in a way, and I'm not perfect, obviously, of hard days and moments and whatever, but I acted, I did my best. I acted in a way that I was proud of. And if I have a moment that I'm not proud of, I try to run it back in my mind and see, not in like an anxiety overthinking way, but run it back in my mind and see how I can grow from that moment. Because I think the goal would be to always be growing, which is why, by the way, it's really important to pick a partner that can grow with you and grow together and not grow apart. Because if you have someone, and I've had this person before, if you've had someone that is unwilling to grow with you or grow at all, it is damn near impossible to stay together because you have now formed into a new version of yourself, which is really healthy and beautiful and good. And they haven't, and they're stuck in the mud a little bit. And it'll either drag you down or tear you apart. And you have to find somebody, I would say that's something that should be on everybody's list. Be able to grow and find somebody that can grow with you. Because when you have that, you can kind of conquer anything life throws at you when you get really rooted together and grow together. But the minute that you don't have that, you've kind of lost it. So look for somebody that you can grow with. But all in all, at the end of the day, you don't need to do what everybody else is doing. And it's okay. Own the stuff that you want. Set your standards high. You're worth it. And get that shit done. I love you guys. Don't forget to follow along and subscribe. Thank you for listening to another episode of Courtside with Courtney. And I'll see you in my next one. Bye.